Good evening, folks. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Cardboard Culture. We're hitting episode number 40. Woo. I can't believe in February will be... Is it February? We, it will be a year, I think. Anyway. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be a year February. Yeah. So I want to thank you all for joining. We want to first give a big shout out to uh, Steve Menzi and Mikey Singer for being our on our guests of our show last week to recap the uh, November Toronto Sport Card Expo. Um, it was a three-day event in Canada. It went to a four-day event, uh, different hall. Uh, we had a lot of celebrities up here. Like we had Jeff from uh, Sport Card Investor. We had DJ Ski. Uh, I believe the owner of the the uh, National was here as well. And I'm forgetting his name. I should remember it. Um, it was just an all-around fun time. But I want to first of all give a big shout out to Steve. Big shout out to to Mikey. They worked their butts off to give us a really good show. Mm -hmm. uh, it showed dealers did really well. Uh, crowds like we've never seen in years. So really, really happy that they they stopped by and gave us a chance to talk to them about their post-show um, um, takeaways, for lack of a better word. So we're already looking forward to May 2022, but that's not the point of today's show. The point of today's show is an exciting one. We have a starting lineup collector, which Kent is about to kick off and explain. So Kent, take it away. Yeah, so we are honored and in awe of tonight's guest who is a super collector of starting lineup action figures. So if you don't know what those are, it's these things. And I still have some that are unopened, da, 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 like that. And uh, if it is one of, if not the biggest collection of action figures uh, that you'll lay your eyes on, folks. It is an impressive sight. Not only that, he also has his own ice cream shop to boot. Now, who here doesn't like ice cream? Ice cream, we, we all scream for ice cream. So please welcome to the show, Joe Akurcho. So so Joe, I gotta ask you, uh, at what age did you get your first action figure and was it a sports action figure? Um, well of course as a kid, you know, I was probably like nineteen eighty two, it was a G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Joe. It wasn't a, it wasn't a sport. There was no sports action figures back in eighty two. Um, but I got my first starting lineup in nineteen ninety. So a couple of years after the line was introduced, I got my first one. Awesome. So speaking of the first starting lineup figure, what who was it, and do you still have it today? It was a 1990 Don Mattingly, of Ooh. course, from the Yankees. And unfortunately, I do not have it anymore. I wish I did. Oh, no. Yeah, now I sold it, um, I'm going to say maybe 10, 15 years ago. It was a little beat up, and so I was like, I don't want this in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, fast forward, I wish I still had it, just for sentimental reasons, of course, but... Maybe someday I'll turn up on eBay and I'll find it. Nice, nice. So for those of us that are not familiar with the starting lineup action figure series, can you provide us with a little historical background story on when these came out and how long they lasted for? Sure. Starting lineup came out in 88. Um, the plan to go went into effect by 86, 87 by Pat McAnally, a former player for the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, by 88, the baseball was released and they lasted until 2001. So it was 13 years so, which wow. is pretty long for uh, any kind of toy line, pretty long. That's impressive. So, hey. want to just first say hi to a few folks. So, Dennis Lescom. Hello, Dennis. We finally know how to say his last name. We met him at the expo, and I said your name wrong earlier. So, apologies for that. Uh, another guest that's come out a couple times is WebOTU, known from Hobby Insider forums. He definitely looks forward to some SLU chat for starting lineup. And here's our good buddy, Name. Hello, Name. Uh, he's here to check us out tonight as well. 
So, so I want to just talk about one thing. So when I first got into the, the hobby mainstream, or sorry, hobby <laughs> collecting world of figures, and I don't really have that many. I only really knew of McFarland's. I didn't. I knew of starting lineup, but not that well. Um, so what is the appeal of starting lineup, and why why do you have such a vast collection? I mean, the, the appeal, of course, is sports. You know, if you're a sports fan, going way back when they first started, many teams, players released regionally. And, so, for example, I'm in Pennsylvania, so I couldn't find guys from, say, the Angels or the Athletics. You know, they just weren't released around, other than all-star players. So the appeal was years later to try to find those because you couldn't get them here and um you know so that's one thing the second thing i personally like is just the almost like genericness of them i just think it's it's just cool you know mcfarland's were so well detailed and they're beautiful figures but there's just something about a starting line figure it's just it, it's different and the names i mean you see so many different names um guys that you wouldn't think would have a starting line figure have one so mcfarland they they put the, the the superstars out there, which makes sense. But starting lineup made a lot of guys that you wouldn't think would have a, a sports figure, but they do. So that, that's what I, I like. That's what attracts me to them. And the colors. <laughs> so there's a, one question may have been asked later, Kent, so I apologize. But I know with, with McFarland, there's a big craze on customizing. So people will customize a McFarland to look like they're a player. Did anybody ever do that with starting lineup? Yes, many times. It, it's right now one of the biggest part of the hobby, actually. Because they don't make them anymore. So guys are making Tom Brady and Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, those kind of guys today because they don't have a little starting line figure. They have McFarlands. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a it's a big business right now, the custom customizing starting line figures. Hmm. Um, by the way, uh, I'm a new user here, so Brad Collins, he said, it just glossed over the SGA. Do not know what that means. So if you guys can highlight that, let us know. Yeah. SGAs, they're stadium giveaways. Um, they came out a few years back. They use the starting lineup name, um, but it's not like a Kenner Hasbro product. It was oh, something okay. that, you know, it was just more, I guess, like an independent kind of thing. They're pretty cool. Um, they lasted a couple of years, and I guess with the pandemic and stuff again, that just fizzled out. And now they have bobbleheads. So there's all those now they have bobbleheads, yeah. <laughs> um, and bobbleheads are all the craze. They're everywhere. Um so in your display case, which everyone can see right behind you, which shows a vast amount of, of figures, you have obviously a lot of ones that are loose and open. Do you, do how do you decide which ones to rip and open, or do you do like people with comic books? You keep one copy sealed, and you re, you read one copy. Like how how do you work? Um, starting lineup wise, uh, the old stuff I keep sealed. Anything 88, 89, 90, they're still in the package. Anything after that, I ripped open for display <laughs> that way. So <laughs> there are certain figures that, um, you know, like something maybe like a Kobe Bryant rookie might be tough sure. to open. That's from 96. But um, I, I've opened them all. <laughs> so what is it about 89, 90? Because that's the first year of release, you said? Or was uh, the first year, year? Uh, biggest sets. Again, the regional aspect. Mm. You know, that makes it very interesting. And, you know, they just it's when they first came out. It's like anything else when it's new, it's different. You know, you just tend to want it more, I guess. Oh. So, so let me ask you this. So I'm going to find a parallel here with card collecting. Cause that's what me and Kent do. I have like a box of wax here, which I have in my hand and you know, like you, you have an unopened action figure. 
what stops you from opening it? Because I'm looking at this box. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to save this. No, I'll save it. No, I'm not going to save it. I'm going to save it. No, I'm not going to save it. What do you do? Like, what, What's in your thought process? How do you stop yourself? Well, I mean, an action figure, I mean, you can see it. You know, that, that box of wax you have there, you have no idea what's going to be in there when you open especially nowadays with all the inserts and all that crazy stuff. That's fair. That's fair. But, yeah. you know, an action figure, you know, say something like Dan Marino, it's you can see it through the plastic bubble you can see the car through a plastic bubble so other than wanting to just play with it or physically place it somewhere that's not in the package leave it in the package <laughs> it's it's to totally a, a collector's preference it really is and of course it, it defeats the value i mean if you know a, a figure in the package that's worth 200 dollars might be worth 25 dollars loose so hmm on the route you yeah <laughs> especially if you can if you can see it that makes a big difference versus we can't see it um by now, the way this, you are very well, oh, go, ahead, Joe, best, go ahead one of the best parts of a starting line figure for me anyway is the back of the jersey you see the name the number so that's really cool so that's something you cannot see usually in the package sometimes you can but usually you can't so it's a neat part of the figure that is, is enjoyable now, is that how That's it's true. displayed That's in the package, Joe? In the package, you pretty much just see that the front of the jersey, you know, okay. on the face, you know. Um, you can't really see the, the name and number on the back, which is cool, you know. I think so. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if people divide. Anyway, I'm getting all off topic here. Um, I was thinking people had must devise very creative ways to see what's on the back of the jersey without opening the package. Um <laughs> So name is asking, yes, name, he is popular on Twitter. I think that's an understatement. Um, Joe, do you want to tell everyone what your Twitter handle is? On my Twitter, I am at Joseph A. Curcio, or you just type in Kirch and I will come up. <laughs> there you go, name. And uh, uh, you can catch him on Twitter. So let me, so you just actually kind of, the next question you kind of uh, alluded to, which is every one of these starting line of figures come up with a card. Um, do you see people, you know, ripping the cards out and getting them graded or do they keep it separate from the toys or are you a purist that, you know, yeah. How do you feel about such, uh, such, uh, um, here, here, here's the way I look at collectibles when it's yours, it's, it's yours to do what you feel you want to do with it, to enjoy it. Uh, me personally, I, I, I hate to see them torn open just to grade the figure and then sell the there's Graham, sorry, grade the card and sell the figure or do whatever. You know, you look on eBay and, and when the Jordan craze happened a few months ago, you'd see so many starting lamps on eBay with just the card cut out of the package and the mm, figure still in the package. Right. You, I mean, you, you knew what was going on there. So, you know, I I don't like it. I don't do it. But again, it's your item to do what you want to do with. So, but it's happening funny. a lot. It's funny because you're, you're very much a purist, right? When it, your approach, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you a funny thing. So I have a friend who, so as everyone knows, Joe is in the Pennsylvania area, correct? Yeah. 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 He is a diehard Yankees fan. And what I find very interesting is you have a red Yankees hat. And I know a <laughs> lot of Yankees fans that I know they're diehard. They're like only the right color. They will not buy <laughs> another color hat. So it just shows to me that you have a little bit of gray area in you. I do. You gotta, have a, you gotta have a little fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta loosen up a little bit. I just 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 calling it up because I just saw that. I'm like, hmm, kind of goes with your answer. Um, I'm gonna uh, send it back over to to Kent for the other question. Sure. 
So, so, so Joe, you have a really cool display and setup for your figures known as the Sluzium, which looks awesome, by the way. Thank you. Was there a lot of planning involved on the setup and the types of display cases you want to for your display showroom? Yes. I mean, the it, it, it was months and months and months of just figuring out and planning and searching and looking. And my wife actually picked out all the colors. Oh, no kidding. Wow. <laughs> kudos, kudos to my wife. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, but the display cases, I, I actually saw someone else with a collection I, and I asked him, I said, where did you get your display cases? I love them. And he told me where he got them. And that's the route I went as well. So um, to have something built in like this, I mean, the cost was crazy. And not to mention, once they're built, it's tough to move things around. So, oh, sure, I'm sure. You know, so this makes it a little easier to move things around as well. So, so these display cases were really like they custom built or like just like some standard model type. Yeah, they're standard. I mean, at the place I got them from, actually, um, actually Dawson and Jones. Shout out to Dawson Jones. Oh. Uh, they're they're in Georgia, and um, when I contacted, they said, "Well, we don't ship to residential." I said, "Well, I need ten of them." <laughs> <laughs> so like okay we'll, we'll work it out and um you know they came unassembled and i know two great guys that that came over and spent countless hours putting them together for me um, wow. because i couldn't have done it myself and um, they did a fantastic job but yeah so oh, they're, they're basically just store fixtures you, you could get for a, a store that's all it is now did the did the come with the lighting or is that something you added later the lighting was from them as well but it was extra oh, wow. <laughs> it was extra yeah. so i love the fact that you didn't do say you didn't do this on purpose but you said a couple of times that you were figuring it out yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah i like that i like kind of figuring out yeah, you were gonna figure it out that, that had a double meaning for you, you know? um sorry i didn't mean to interrupt i just had to to pick right. up on it go, go ahead ken oh no 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 worries um i was gonna say so i'm a I believe you've gone through several different iterations of how you wanted to set up the room, the room, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I finished this in 2018, and I've already changed the display cases around. I'd say, oh my god, five or six times. Not every one, but a good amount of them. There's there's ten in here actually, and I probably changed. I'd say six of them around a few times already, and it's. It's a lot of work. When I'm doing it, I'm like, oh my God, what am I thinking? Because it takes a long time. You know, and the, you have the domino effect sometimes. <laughs> now, I know you posted this uh, online somewhere, but can you share with us what time of the night that you were working on these things? When I first had this finished, it was three in the morning. I would come come down and, and, and just because I was working at, you know, summertime, I was at the ice cream shop and you know, it takes up most of my day and I was so excited to do it. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. I love, I love that a lot that you said that. Um, we got a couple more people coming in. So oh, we got okay. Sanderson to or so Whoa. hey, buddy. We saw, we saw our good friend at the expo just recently. He tuned in to see you have a Yankees fan on today. Not sure he can stay. He's a Boston fan. Um, <laughs> and for the record, whenever the Yankees and, and Boston play, I'm always going for Boston. Um, just, just for the record, I'm a Blue Jays right. fan. I can't like the Yankees or the Red sure. Sox. I got you. Like, um, and I'm not sure what name was getting it with Ha Zing. I'm not sure what that one has to do. That's probably what due to the previous comment. Um, anyway, continue on, Ken. Um, actually, it's over to you now, sir. 
All right, well, I've lost my way, so give me one second here. Oh, okay. rare. So why don't you tell us about some of the rarer starting lineup figures that you have out there, or that you have and what's out there? Um, probably one of the, the holy holiest grails, one of my favorite figures, the 89 Bill Fralick figure, um, lineman for the Falcons at the time, back in, back in the 80s. Um, probably one of the rarest figures just because of, again, the regional distribution. And the Falcons were not the greatest team back then, so a lot I would agree probably got that. destroyed. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's probably one of the holy grails. Um, you know, there's so many rare figures when you go back to the or the late '80s. Um, you know, the '88 Utah Jazz were pretty rare. Uh, you know, '88 Cowboys stuff like that are just tougher to find. Not everything's super rare, but just harder to find. Uh, then you get into your variations. Um, 94 Jackie Robinson wearing a number 44. Ooh. Yeah, there, there's a, a 96 Patrick Waugh with no goatee. Oh. That's tough to find. And, of course, uh, in 95, they made a, a Timeless Legends line, and they made a brown-haired Rocky Marciano. He's supposed to have black hair. So that's tough to find, too. So there are your variations, errors, if you want to call them. But as for just hard-to-find figures, again, it goes back to the late 80s. The regional stuff is just tough to find. So what is what's the rares that you own? Uh, I own a lot of prototypes, so of oh, course, neat. that's of neat. course they're rare, of course. But I mean, just just overall retail items, you know, the Bill Freilich is probably the holy grail. We'll call him the rarest right now. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, and what is the so aside from your prototype, which uh, which figure have like the, the most limited print run? Do you think? I mean, you know, the, the late 80s stuff, they made a lot of it. The problem with it, it was it didn't sell well, so they destroyed a lot of it. Okay. So, so did that, they actually destroy them? They yeah, the Kenner would buy them back from the no stores. Kidding. Wow. And they would destroy them. Huh. So, you know, but they made a lot of that stuff. There are tons of it they made because it was a new item, it was a new product. I always say in any toy line, the rarest toy lines are the newest ones because by that time, you know, it's slowing down. People are losing interest. Mm -hmm. So if, if you want an, a nice limited run, always go for the newest version of, of the toy. So that would be 2000 for starting lab. 2000, 2001. 2001, they came out with the baseball set, and it just changed the look. They 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 look almost kind of like McFarlane's. So if wow. you want the traditional look of a starting lineup, I'd go with the 2000 sets. And they're, they're, there's not many out there. They still made a lot, but there's not a lot out there. I'm okay. learning a lot here tonight. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Um, we have a quick comment here. So, Name was referring to my dad joke when I said that uh, he was figuring it out. Um, I'm going to try my hardest to not use that again the rest of the show. <laughs> I can't guarantee that I won't, but I'm trying not to die laughing right now. Um, and then we have Justin uh, Reinmiller, if I hope I'm saying that right, saying shout out to my brother and his colossal collection. Yes. <laughs> So just so everyone's aware, what you see behind Joe, it's just a small portion. Yeah, it's a small sampling. Yeah, just a small sampling. So just uh, don't worry. He's, he's got lots. Um, Kent, I believe we're back over to you. Yeah. Um, so, so Joe, are there any starting lineup figures that you're still on the hunt for, or you pretty well have pretty well what you've been looking for? Yeah, there's, there's really nothing I need. Um, Prototype-wise, unreleased stuff I always look for. 
Um, of course, there's a, a Jim McMahon figure out there, a prototype figure that I've been searching Jim feel McMahon? like my whole life for. Yeah, I'm a, big, I'm, I'm a big Bears fan as well. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, he they, when they made prototypes of him, it's in, it's in a different pose than what they released. And it's they call it like the the it's like it's like a, a snapping pose he's ready to take the take the ball and um i love that figure and i just can't get one <laughs> it's oh. out there's a couple out there i just can't seem to interesting so let me let me understand this you're, you're living in pennsylvania you're a yankees fan you f- like the bears yeah can i just deviate really quickly is there anything in philadelphia area that you like no <laughs> cheese steaks. Okay. Just, just saying. Cheese steak, yeah. be all right. <laughs> okay. Just, I just wanted to establish that because I was like, huh. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll just uh, leave that one alone and keep moving on. So back to you, Kent. Um, hopefully, you know the answer to this question, but how many starting lineup figures do you have in your collection? And overall, how many actual figures do you have in total? <laughs> if that's possible to answer. Yeah. I mean, you're in the thousands starting lineup wise and obviously then action figure wise. I, I don't have a count. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't have a lot of people think I have every one. I do not have every one. I'm not even close to having every one. I mean, they, I think they made like 13,000 starting line. It's a, it's a crazy amount of what they made. 13,000 um, individual figures. Yeah. It, it's a lot. Wow. I could be off with that, but it, it's a lot. And um, I don't, I don't have every one, but I have, my, my thing is, of course, all the, like I said, the late 80s, you know, I have the f- football sets, baseball sets, all that, the basketball sets. And then after that, I started just getting my favorite teams or something called a short print. Uh, short prints are basically a, a figure that was one per case for that line. So say in 1992, I'm just giving an example. This sure, isn't, sure. In 1992, say the Ken Griffey Jr. baseball figure, they might have made six cases of starting lines total but he was only in one case of all six cases so i'd get that figure just because it's a short print that's amazing huh wow so out of all the sports that starting lineup covered and you mentioned them just briefly now is there one particular start starting lineup sport that you like more than any other um you know to me they're all beautiful i love them all I'm going to say it all, and, you know, this is probably the, the popular opinion is football is probably the, the okay. most favorite. Yeah. Awesome. What's your favorite hockey team? I, I'm Penguins. I'm staying in Pennsylvania. Oh, oh what's going <laughs> on? Dave. Sorry. Like, I was sitting there, I was kind of like, well, I would cover all the sports. Maybe, maybe hockey. Okay, you're, you're saved. So, fellow... <laughs> fellow Pennsylvanians, um, he, he's, he's still loyal. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> So speaking of other series and other sports, uh, I'm the hockey guy between myself and Kent. Um, so what are your, some of your favorite starting lineup hockey figures? Um, I, I love the goalies. I believe they made in the 50s or 60 different goalies in that area, in that number somewhere. I think 65. I, I could be off, and I'm sure I'll take some heat for that. Uh, but um, I love the goalies. I think they're the, the, the sharpest-looking figures. Hockey in general are great-looking figures, great colors to them. Uh, the legend lines, they 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 awesome colors, but two of my favorite hockey figures are probably uh, 2000 Van Beesbrook and Urbe. I just look oh, them Irbe. up, wow. Urbe and Van, and they're pretty tough to find as well. So they're they're two sharp looking figures. By the way, I forgot to mention uh, our good buddy Yannick is here as well. So Yannick, sorry, I, oh, I didn't Yannick. a comment from earlier, and uh, Sanderson to Orr mentioned that he still has his Gordie Howe lineup still in the package. There you go. Um, 
So were there how many Leafs were made in starting lineup? Sorry, I have to ask my favorite team. Oh Leafs wow. <laughs> Talking about catching me off guard. <laughs> I'm gonna say probably in the ten figure range. Yeah, wow. I know they did they did Gilmore and they did Potvin and um and of course they did it multiple times, you know. So I I'd say about ten different figures. That's not bad, huh. actually. No, nah. not too bad. Hmm. Did they ever do? Sorry, now I'm going to different tangent. But did they ever do crossover figures? Like, did they ever do stuff like like mixed sports, or did they strictly stick to baseball? Football? They would. They would stick um, to the, your four major sports. Now, when you got into like the Legends line, they did some um, some golf figures. They did Pele uh, and soccer, and um, never never tennis. Although it was it was planned, they never did they never did tennis, and they did gone to the Olympics. They did some track and track and field. They did some skiing. There you go. There's my Pele uh, or vintage. We'll get into this later, but you mentioned Pele. Uh, just a sneak peek of Pele right here. We'll show the Pele. Um, Pele is my soccer hero. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please, please that's continue. Okay. No, that, 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 like I said, that's they never really combined them together, though, other than those legend lines. They did some boxing as well, which are really cool figures. Nice. Is uh Tyson or anything in one of them? No Tyson, no Tyson. No. Ali, Ali, yeah, he has he has three or four different figures. Huh. Oh, nice. So, um, give me one second here. I just had a question I wanted to ask you. Oh, all right. So, in the history of starting lineup figures, have there ever been any famous mix-ups or oddities? Like you kind of mentioned a little bit about hair color and stuff, but sure, you ever yeah. had like two left arms and something? Absolutely. Crazy? Yeah, you'll see some figures. The name will be on the front of the jersey. Or, you know, a different logo on the hat, you know, and stuff like that still comes about even now. Like, and the internet is great for this because the stuff you didn't know about years ago, it's like, oh, wow, like that's pretty cool. So, and it, it's nothing more than an air, you know, when these things are being produced, it was just a, a stamp that would go on the hat of the team logo. And, you know, or, you know, you might have a different card. I actually, I have a Bruce Jenner with a Jackie Joyner Kersey card in there. Interesting. Yeah. So oh, wow. it's, you know, but stuff like that would happen, you know. Now, is there is there a premium for, like, those types of errors that are still there, in practice? Yeah, th there can be. For the right buyer, absolutely. Okay. You just have to hit the right person at the right time. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. So, have there ever been an error that was unique enough that kind of relates to the player itself? Like, I'm trying to think of uh, an example. Um, when I think of one, it'll come to mind. I'll ask you at that time. Okay. Um. Now we're heading into 2022, and I can't believe we're actually heading into 2022. Um, kind of looking forward to it and want to put COVID behind us and try and get into normalcy somewhat. Um, is it harder and harder to find starting lineup figures now, or is it still readily available? Um, you, you know, uh, the older stuff I find is really, really, really drying up. Really? You know, it, wow. Yeah, it's really, especially in nice shape. Like 88 Baseball is a great example. To find a nice mint in package 88 baseball is it's coming really scarce you know they're the first ones to come out they didn't sell well so if they were hung in the stores on you know a discount rack they just got banged around and kicked around so you know the the mint stuff is is really becoming tough tough to find newer stuff i noticed since covid stuff has mm -hmm. really gotten pretty popular again and i don't know if it's again because of the card aspect mm -hmm. as well but um i'm noticing more and more people and this happens in all toy lines 
they're getting into it. They collected with their dad when they were a kid. Now they're a grown adult. They have, you know, they have a professional job. They're making some money. They're like, oh, people still collect starting lineups. I still have mine from when I kid. And here they come. They get introduced back into the hobby. Right. And they go at it again. You know, they, maybe they couldn't find those 88 football figures back in 1996. Now they're looking for them again. So, yeah, thing, things are drying up a bit. Uh, back over to you, Kent. Besides starting lineup figures, um, you do collect other types of action figures, correct? And can you yes. share with us and our audience on some of the other figures in your collection? Because we can kind of see some behind you there. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I just collect uh, vintage toys basically from the 80s. 90s you know actually right now vintage is considered 2000 and back believe it or not 2000 wow. yeah really? i think that, i think it goes like every 20 years so um but gi joe transformers star wars wrestling love wrestling figures um you know some smaller lines like mask kenner mask master of the universe you know so I, I like stuff like that but stuff from when i was a kid so that's why For i sure. enjoy it now, do you think you'll ever stop or, or not? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I, 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 there was a point in my life when I was younger that I might only have like five starring lineups left. I was like, I, I, just, I was getting older and just kind of like drifting on the new things in life. Right. And, and then I, I, the spark kicked on again. And when that spark kicked on, it kicked me back into wanting childhood toys from other lines as well you know i didn't keep i don't have my original gi joes or transformers i wish i did but um yeah that that got me more interested and back into it and you know by i'd say by 2010 i was like oh boy <laughs> i'm really into this pretty heavy so so it wasn't that long ago so it wasn't, wasn't that long ago no so what was the okay so what i don't know if you probably answered this before but just remind me again what was the thing that kind of kick started the fire like what was the fire started to get you going again uh going again going back to sawing lineups i was i only had a few left and someone catchy i worked in an ice cream shop and they came in and they had they they knew me and they said do you still collect starring lamps i said ah you know here and there nothing crazy and he's like i have a, a 90 broncos and an 89 viking set if you're interested i'm like yeah i'm interested and i bought them and that kind of got the fire sparked again now this is maybe 2001 2000 it was it was you know a while ago and then by 2005 i'm starting to look at gi joes and transformers and buying and doing a little selling here and there as well (laughs) and like i said by 2010 i was really going going full steam ahead and i was buying collections restoring them flipping them to buy more collections and just i just i just built this this monstrosity <laughs> How, so in uh sorry candidates have a real couple of no, no, go ahead, go ahead. well you mentioned about buying collections and flipping and restoring them so in toys is it okay to restore for me again i'm a purist i will restore them back to the original i won't use fake stickers i won't use reproduction anything it has to be original stuff so okay. i'll buy it and, and when i when i would buy a collection the dirtier the better if it was filled i would love that there's something just relaxing about getting it cleaning it and making it look like new again you know and it, now i mean it, it is a, it's a big hobby right now and it's very it, it's it's time consuming and it's also very expensive like to find some of these small parts especially for like gi joe oh god you, you'll drive yourself nuts it's tough hmm. so like what um 
so tell me, like, what would you, what would you, what would you do to try and find parts? Like, what are you, what are you doing? What goes through the mindset of, uh, like, just tell me about? It. I'm very interested now. How how you would do that? <laughs> so, I mean, if I buy something, you know, I I, I do a, an inventory of what it would need, what it had, because I I buy, I I take it, I totally dismantle it, much as I possibly could without breaking anything, right? And I clean it all up. I mean, perfect. I mean, brush, clean, soap, water, just make it nice. And then I'd see what it would need. I'd go on eBay. I'd ask collectors. And by doing this all the time, you you get a nice collection of parts as well. So when you buy the next collection, you're like, oh, I have that part. And so it just keeps snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. And I mean, you know, right now I own thousands upon thousands of toy parts that are just put aside for maybe another collector. Maybe I'll need it somewhere. So it's. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing, actually. So Lego, Lego. So some of these Lego purists, right? That they sure. do. They have entire rooms. I don't know if you've seen them, but they have like, you know, those pull-out drawers. Yeah. Right. Right. Like sure. they have them all color sorted, uh, pieces, and you know, it's yep. a whole organization. So you must have something like that for your like tools. Sure. And stuff. Yeah. I have, and I have everything labeled, and because it's it, you know, it's tough to find if it's not labeled. <laughs> See, this is because uh, I'm going to find parallels here. So here's funny thing. So I'm a project manager by trade, right? That's what I do. I help people organize. When I come home, the last thing I want to do is organize. So my collection isn't that well organized. Like I know where stuff is and, I, and I've documented most of it. But you want me to start writing and documenting stuff? It's like reminds me of work. So I don't want to go do it, right? So um, I have a a huge amount of respect for people who are very interested in cataloging their collections, you know, stuff like that. And, and I'm, I'm like, how do you stop yourself with this OCD? Like, it's just, like just compulsive to keep going. No. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, it's, it's, it could be a problem, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it, I enjoyed it. it. Before I had kids, it was a lot easier. Now I have kids. It's a little, a little, harder because they're small right now but i love them to death but you know it it cuts down your your time to play with toys how old, how old are your kids two and four months wow my kids are eight and uh five and i'm telling you right now uh between hockey practice coaching school activities i have very little time and I squeeze in time, like sometimes, like in the morning, if I get over up an hour early, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go sort my card, and then also yeah. you hear yeah. patter, pitter, patter. Yeah. You're like, oh, you know, not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, so, do your kids share your joys? Uh, you know, I bring my my son down to the museum once in a while, and you know, he's excited by the lights, and and he sees something. He loves stars, and he'll point out all the stars on the Cowboys figures and stuff. And, um, you know, but that's as far as it goes. He doesn't get it yet. And of course, my, my daughter's four months. She, she doesn't, she yeah, has, no, yeah, idea. Sure. She, she has sure. no idea what's ahead of her. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, uh, some more questions here. So yeah, that was Pele that was showing, um, in name is asking as a collector, how you decide which pieces of your collection you want to sell. I have a hard time selling anything PC, even if it's going towards another PC piece. Well, I mean, first of all, I try not to keep doubles. I have so much now, okay. you know, it, it's it, unless like my Star Wars collection, I love variations, love variations. So if it's a, a different color hair or a different uh, country of origin stamp, something like that, then I'll, I'll keep the double because there's a difference to it. But I don't want five 92 Ken Griffey juniors. I, I'd have no need for five. I only have a need for one, you know, so that's 
that's how I, I make my decision. Um, when I buy a collection or stuff in here, I don't collect that automatically is gone because I don't collect it. Right. So we have a, another question here. Was Joe involved with any of the SLU forums, SLU cyberspace Oasis? What's the place to be? I was, yes, I was there. I, I actually had something way back was called Dollnet, And I had a, um, it was just, just like a chat and I had a, a slew chat. And I was on the original Slow Oasis. I was on SlewNet. I was on all those groups. Wow. Cool. I'm going to refrain from making another joke. I'm going to try hard. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have written all over my tongue, and I'm not, not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, Kent, back over to you, buddy. So, Joe, we've seen that some of your figures uh, that you've put on, on social media, some of them are sealed and graded. Now, for figures to be graded, is the service to use called Collector Archive? And how do they go about ranking or, or the grading system, that is? Um, well, there's two there's two services, Collector's Archives and AFA. They both, okay. both do a fantastic job. Um, you know, it's grading. And if you guys are the cards, I'm sure you're you know, familiar with card grading. It's, yes. it's just a matter of what I think now things are different with technology now, especially with cards. I think it's changed a little bit, but it's someone's opinion. Someone's getting your item in they're looking at it and they're saying, well, it, it has this, it doesn't have this. It looks like this, you know? So <clears throat> I am not a big grader, nothing against any of those guys that do it or enjoy it. But I feel myself personally, I'm seasoned enough to know that my figure looks like it's mint or near mint or right, it's right. bent in half or it's ugly. Um, hands down, they look fantastic in the cases. No doubt about it. I mean, even the PSA stuff cars look great in the cases. They all look great graded. They, and it's great for, um, you know, like I said before, God forbid I ever passed away and my wife's like, what do I do with all this stuff? It's all, if it's all graded, then it's hard to take advantage of someone because they could just put on eBay right. an AFA 85, right. you know, Bill Freilich, and it's going to go for a certain price. So, you know, again, it's, it's to each his own, but like I said, all the grading services, they all do a great job. Nothing against any of them. Do you, do you plan on in future, maybe getting a couple more of your rarer stuff graded? Probably not. No. Okay. I have a few things graded just more or less for, CAS or Collector's Archive, they offer something where kind of like they'll grade it to, to, together, kind of like it's almost like custom work. Oh. And to me, it looks just I just enjoy for the, the work of it. It looks nice together. I, the grade, I could care less. I don't care if it's a five. It doesn't matter okay. to me. But I like, for, uh, for example, they did a uh, Uze Star Wars Stormtrooper for me a few years ago. You guys might not know what that is. It's, it's a Turkish bootleg Star Wars figure. Oh, really? <laughs> and um, I had the card back. I had the figure and the weapon. So they put it all together to me in a case. And it looks it looks amazing. Wow. So that 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 I do enjoy. I like that a lot. Do That's they? Cool. Okay. So when they grade, because you mentioned you do a lot of restoration, right? So how do they distinguish the grading? Like for do they grade restored ones, or it has to be originals? Like how does that work? I mean, well, again, I just, I'm just, I'm restoring loose items. I don't restore anything. I don't put anything back on the car. I don't do anything like that. But as long as you're putting all original parts back together, mm -hmm. yeah, there, there's no discrepancy. You know, oh, now if you, yeah. if you put, yeah. if you have, say, a, I don't know, a GI Joe tank, we won't get in the names. We'll say GI yeah. Joe tank, and you put a, a, a reproduction gun on there. Hopefully, they'll, they'll know to catch that, and they won't grade it. Does that. And that's that's a scary thing about restoring items, especially today with 3D printing. While people are using fake parts, ugh, 
So you got to know what to look for. <laughs> yeah, so there are some parallels in the, in the card collecting world. There are people who... Um, dubious figures who will uh, repatch things and they'll like trim cards and stuff. And you know, the grading companies are getting more and more smart about catching that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there is an aura of allowable restoration in your world. In our world, you restore anything, you might as well, you know, just exit the hobby stage left, right? Yeah, so. it's you have to be careful. You really do. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Back now, to you. Now we're going to get into the fun part of this uh, discussion uh, tonight. Now you also own an ice cream shop called Goodfellas Ice Cream. Yes. Now what made you decide to be an entre- entrepreneur of one of America's favorite frozen treats? <laughs> when I was in high school, I worked for an ice cream shop. And, um, you know, the opportunity, I, I was there for about eight years. And the opportunity wow. came to me to get my own place one day out of the blue. And I jumped on it. And then the one place turned it actually into two locations. And um, here I am today. Now I'm back down to one location. I did leave one go a couple of years ago, right before COVID, actually. So it worked out well. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just I never went to college. I just graduated high school. And I just I've always loved to buy and sell and be in business. I just love entrepreneurship. So that's an ice cream I knew. So here we are. <laughs> that's awesome. So what's your so what's your favorite flavor? My personal favorite flavor is probably cookie dough okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting i'd have to pick something chocolate what about you kent uh for me it's always uh maple walnut actually there you go the one thing i can't understand and this may be controversial why do people like birthday cake ice cream i just don't understand oh, that i love it at all. i love it <laughs> i just Good don't stuff. get it i just don't get it it doesn't taste like birthday cake it's not even close I think I think the the thing for all these birthday cake flavors is more or less supposed to taste like the battered birthday cake than anything. I think, uh, that, I think okay. that's what they're going for. Um, you know, I think your kids are gonna love that you're an ice cream. Have an ice cream. Oh, I know. My son already loves going to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are you going? Can I go to work with you? Please? Yeah, right. Please? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want him to get him to work. But my wife's like, not yet. <laughs> You want them to grow vertically, not horizontally. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? So there, there is that. Um, so we know that's not just ice cream served at your shop. There's vintage sports wax available too. So how did you come up with the concept of frozen treats and why not buy frozen uh, wax? Sorry, frozen wax. See, I mixed the two up together. <laughs> buy yeah, wax. You, don't, you want frozen wax, trust no, me. I don't that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I collect just sealed wax boxes i don't get i collect some cards but mostly like older yankees stuff like that but i love 80s wax 90s wax love that stuff that again what i grew up with and you know i just one day as i it just came there i was like you know i'm gonna put a few boxes in the shop just for a quarter because i feel personally kids nowadays can't enjoy sports cars they're just too expensive you know, when I was a kid, I remember 89 Upper Deck coming out, and they were like a dollar a pack. And back then, that was like, oh, my God, that's so expensive. We're used to a quarter of 50 cents. So my thinking was, I want to put some boxes in the shop for a quarter a pack. You know, just 88 Donruss, 88 Tops, whatever, stuff like that. Just just for the heck of it. And, you know, it turned out to be a big success. Uh, unfortunately, the way card prices have gone, I can no longer sell them at a quarter a pack. But I still try right. to keep them pretty much normal. Um, I get a lot of requests for new stuff t- now. Now I started this maybe six years ago 
around there. And, you know, I'm, I'm noticing more and more adult collectors coming in now, which is fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But um, I'm getting so many requests for, for new product that I, I have no way of even carrying stuff other than maybe buying a box or something on eBay or right, something like right, that. Right. You know, I don't, it, you know, I actually did contact both Tops and Panini a couple of years ago and <laughs> well, they don't want to know me. So, you know, it's like, well, I get it. I get it. But you know, you could do, um, you could create your own ice cream shop pack. So a lot, what a lot of people are doing now is they're buying collections and making their own packs and selling those. Really? So you could probably get, yeah, you could get your own cello and just for like you just create yeah, yeah. make your own pack, your own <laughs> label on it, and sell that for a well, buck. You can... Well, you know, this this past year I started actually wrapping the wax boxes now and putting my own label on the back of it. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's, nice. it's more fun. Just it, advertisement for the ice cream shop, of anything you know. But um, it, it it's not like an it's not an authentication, nothing like that. But it's just for fun. Could bury one in a tub of ice cream and see if someone could find it. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Um, so what are your, your so since we're on this topic of ice cream still, what are your top selling ice cream flavors at your shop? My number one seller by far is rum raisin. Rum raisin. Rum raisin. Rum raisin. I mean, it is it blows every other flavor out of the water. Totally. Really? Yeah, just number one seller. Um I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I, it's just our number one seller, and of course, chocolate vanilla strawberry are always popular. Yeah, but rum raisin. That's that's the king. So, can we tell the truth here? Neapolitan. That's always everyone's hated one, right? You don't bring that one in, right? No, I don't like, carry that. Who no. puts pink vanilla and chocolate into an ice cream? I'm sorry, that's just wrong. <laughs> um, so, Dennis just wants to mention his only starting lineup figure is the Alamar Rumi, still on cards. So he still has that one, and. Oh, come on, man. Yes, we're Canadian. Maple Walnut. You might as well be Canadian. You're close enough. You're close enough. I'll get you saying A really soon. Um, <laughs> there are also some other ice cream flavors that make no sense. Like another one is Moose Tracks. <laughs> do you guys have that down there? Moose Tracks? We do. We, we actually we call it something different just because of legal reasons. We have to call it Nittany Paws. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, really? we can't use we can't use, use Moose Tracks. So we some of the co- ice cream company I deal with, they call it Nittany Paws because of Penn State. Sure. Know, kind of close. Nittany Paws. Nittany wow. Paws. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, idiosyncrasies like that with other flavors? <sighs> no, nah, I mean we have we have like we have a Cookie Monster flavor, which is blue huge seller i mean again the color is very attractive of course birthday does it, does cake it, is does it taste good cookie it, it tastes really good yeah? it is oh, good okay. yeah <laughs> it is you know there's not too many bad ice creams i mean come on <laughs> oh no birthday cake is to me i have to like i never understood that i'm like you know i'll tell you why birthday cake is the most common cake you can get anywhere in the world right <laughs> anywhere in the world if you really want a birthday cake, go buy it. But why would you ruin an ice cream? With anyway, that's just me. That's just me. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a purist from that point of view. Um, so okay, so you already talked about the, how you get your your vintage box selection. So we'll go to the next question here. So Kent, we'll go right to yours after. There, there's one question you missed, I mean. I did. I I from, yeah. How did you come up with the name Goodfellas, Joe? Oh, Act- how did I miss that? I, I can't take credit for it. I bought oh. the, an existing shop that had that name, and I just I kept the name. Oh, you kept the name. Yeah, wow. so I, I can't take credit for that. It's very oh, okay. fitting, though. It's very yes, it, you know, it, it in in my shop, and I, I don't know if you guys checked out online at all. There, 
the one wall is just all stuff from the movies. I saw from Goodfellas yeah. From, yeah. from The Godfather. So it it just I I couldn't change it. It just worked. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's, it's not a front, people. It's a legitimate business. So don't yeah, it's legitimate business. <laughs> it's legitimate. <laughs> Uh, now I lost track, Kent. So I better you better keep me in line here, buddy. No, I, it's 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 up. Uh, it's my it's uh, my turn actually. So I'll oh, take okay. it from here. So so Joe, have you had many people reach out to you to say that they have starting lineup figures and vintage wax for sale? And has there been times where you've had to turn people down? Uh, yes, on both occasions. Um, you know, I I get I get messages. I'm I want to say daily, but a lot weekly, a couple times a week, you know, monthly, whatever you know, that they have a collection for sale or, you know, what's my stuff worth? Do people still collect this stuff? Stuff like that, <laughs> you know, and sometimes I do buy some collections, but, you know, it again, it, it's how much can you have? How much do you need? Right. You, I get offered a lot of newer starting lineups, which, again, I'm looking for the old stuff. The old stuff is where it's at. You know, the new stuff is still pretty common. And for me to turn around and sell it, there's just not – it's just not worth the room it takes up sometimes. You know what I mean? It's, it's unfortunate, but it's just not. Same thing with wax. I get a lot of messages for, for buying the wax, which is great. But the thing about wax is shipping it. I mean, it's just mm, so okay. heavy. You know, it's it's tough. Do you more or less try to acquire wax that's locally to you? I try I to. I yeah. try to, yeah. Okay. They just have to come to you. That's, that's Come to me, it. yeah. Come to the store. Bring it. Back up your truck to the <laughs> store and <laughs> see what we can do. Take a few tubs of ice cream, you know, <laughs> some birthday cake ice cream or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there. Why not? Or rum raisin, you know. It's like, actually, no, it actually works. You're like, look, I got I got ice cream. No, no, loads of it. Come. <laughs> I, honestly, there is many times I, I bought a collection somewhat locally, maybe an hour away or so. And, you know, in the summertime, it's hard for me to get away. To go to sure, this person's sure. house or to pick up, so I always say I'll buy it, you know, I'll give you whatever for it, and then I'll, I'll throw it on ice cream. Well, it, I they never turn it down, you know. <laughs> okay, this. Well, I know I wouldn't turn it down. Right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, they're probably like at first, like I'm not coming to your house for ice cream. Like, no, 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 no. I have a shop. Yeah. I have I have 39 flavors or whatever it may have. You actually, how many flavors do you have? Um, I think I have 24. Okay, so 24, 24. flavors, right? Um. How many pennants? How many World Series rings do the Yankees have? Twenty six. You should come with twenty six flavors. <laughs> anyway, um, you just add a new flavor every time they win, which I hope. Oh it's not yeah, well, fun. it's been a while, so <laughs> that's okay with me. That's okay with me. That's okay with me. Just saying. Um, anyway, continue. You're you're on a roll there, so I'll let you let you keep going. But the collection. Sure. Um, so I know. Joe, you just recently, not too long ago, acquired like a large collection of wrestling figures. Yes. So can you give us a taste of what it's like to negotiate adding more figures? And, you know, are there any good or bad stories you can share with us in terms of like trying to acquire pieces or collections that you want in your PC? Yeah, I mean, one, one of the one of the, the, the sourest stories I've ever had, and it just sure. happened actually last November. Oh, uh, person, person contacted me. They had this massive wrestling collection. I mean, it was... It was so big that I had to physically set up a trucking company to go pick it up. No kidding. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, we had everything in place. And then the night before we were supposed to do everything, they contacted me and wanted about $70,000 more for it. Literally. What? Really? $70,000 more for it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and, you know, it didn't go through, needless to say. So I don't know if 
you know, someone might maybe made him a different offer. I don't know mm. what the story was. Who knows? So it, it, it sucks. It happens. It happens in all these collectible hobbies. Mm -hmm. um, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? But I've had some nice, nice buys over the years as well. Well, it sucks when all of a sudden you've got a, well, you think you have a deal in place and all of a sudden. Yeah, it, it hurt. It, it, midnight hour. Oh, by the way, we want double or triple. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really strange. And, you know, I thought for sure it would surface and it's, I've never seen any parts of it. So I don't know what happened. I don't know. Wow. You know, my favorite, uh, you just reminded me wrestling wise, I don't know if, what it was, but when I was a kid that had a fake wrestling ring and these like rubberized, I had a Rowdy Roddy Piper. LJ. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to beat my brother with that thing. It was, it was a monster. <laughs> they're very collectible now. Yeah, oh, but they were very dangerous. Yes. They're heavy. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to talk about a good thing in your, in your collection. Now, this is really cool. And if anybody's not seen it, check out Joe's Twitter. But you just recently had your T206 New York Highlander set graded. Yeah. What was it like to put that set together and then have them all slapped? Um, it was a lot of fun. And you know, I originally started, I'd say about maybe in 2006, I had this idea that I wanted the entire set of T206 minus the Wagner, because I just know that's sure. not, yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah. And you know, I learned really quickly that I'm an idiot. And it's you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's just hard to get so many of those and outrageous. So I thought, well, I'm just gonna go for the the well, the Highlanders, you know, the right. Yankees. Yankees. And yeah. I didn't end up getting I got a Cobb and I got a Matthews, and so I got some of the nice Hall of Fame players as well. But it took me, I finished the set. I got the last card at the last National Atlantic City. I think that was 2015, I believe. Okay. And um, I got the last card at that National. And then I wanted to get them all graded. I had some graded, some not. And um, I, they had a special last September, I think it was like $8 a card. I and mean, those days are long wow. over now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I sent in the rest I didn't have graded, and I finally got them back. When you guys saw that post, I just got them back. So it took about a year, and um, it was a great feeling to get them all graded. So it's exciting. It's it's a beautiful set. They're not a nice grade. They're like ones and twos, but they're just great to look at. But now, for those who haven't been following Joe, there was one card that now you have to relook for. What it, happened? Yes. The, the, the card, the one I, I don't remember what player it was, but it was, I guess, trimmed. Which, yeah. <laughs> again, I don't grade cards, I just wanted this was just something I wanted to accomplish, so I had no idea to even look for something like that. So, and it's not an expensive card, I, I'm probably better off buying one graded now and just doing whatever with the, the other one. So, I'll get it eventually. Nice, nice. So, you were recently featured on uh, as a guest on NFL Films, it wasn't that recent, but it was in the past, but. <laughs> Keep going. Five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. There okay, well, that's still recent. Okay, that's, just, you know, that's still recent. We're not old. We're not vintage yet. So let's just reset. <laughs> um, we should do a segment on the starting NFL, starting lineup NFL figures. Can you tell us what that was like? What, how Were you nervous? Like, how did they contact you? Give us some insight into that. They contacted me maybe about a year and a half before if I was interested in doing it. I was like, yeah, definitely. This, this is amazing. NFL Films is reaching out. And then I heard nothing from... I'd say about a year. Oh. And then I got a message on eBay out of nowhere. And it was actually Rep Webster Slaughter's daughter that reached out to me on eBay. And, and she's like, you know, would you be interested? Can we have your phone number? So I was like, 
should I give this person my phone number? I don't know, right. you know, but I did. And she called me right up. She was super nice. And, you know, she set everything up. The producer then came up to visit me. I think they're, I think they're based down in Philly or they were anyway. He came up and visited me. He visited my home. He came to one of my ice cream shops. We like piled around for a couple hours just to, you know, meet each other, like a meet and greet. And then about two weeks later, they, they, they filmed in my home. It, it wasn't where I live now. It's my old home. And, um, you know, he, the producer came, a camera guy came, and a sound guy. It was three guys. And it was like an eight-hour event for wow. like a five-minute segment. But it was, I mean, awesome, guys. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Was I nervous? Yes, very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, go off camera. My son just woke up. I'll be right back. No worries. No worries. Go ahead. So, so... So it was eight hours to do a five-minute segment. Yeah, eight hours. Did you, did you feel relieved, exhausted? How, how are you feeling? You after? Know, honestly, it went so quick because it was just so much fun. You know, it was just—I mean, a chance of a lifetime to have NFL films uh, at your house. You know, it, it just—you can't even. And I actually still talk to producer to this day. We still oh, no we keep in touch. Oh, yeah, cool. he's really really nice guy. And, um, but just so much fun, you know, they, they took so many pictures of, of my stuff and it, it was only the football stuff they can do. Right. Right. Because yeah. They, I, apparently they had to do a lot of agreements with licensing with Hasbro and NFL and you know, whatever. So I couldn't even wear my Yankee hat. I actually, the, the day of that show, I wore the producer's bears hat because oh. I was not wearing my Yankees hat. <laughs> Uh, sorry for the interruption there. Uh, my eight-year-old woke up, and well, he's now forever in YouTube lore because he was <laughs> hanging out in the background. Um, let's just say he is unpleasantly surprised that he was on live TV. Anyway. <laughs> so, but Joe, you didn't meet any of the uh, the actual uh, folks, though. Like uh, I did. No, in that segment, you're gonna you'll see like Steve Young and yeah, Pat right. Yeah. Now, actually, Pat and I became very friendly after that. He actually calls me on the phone once in a while, and we talk. Oh, nice. nice. I've purchased some stuff from his personal collection, but you know, uh, Steve Young was in there. Emmanuel Sanders, right. I forget. I I never talked Chris Collins. Collins. Yeah. I never talked to any of those guys. So. <laughs> but I have talked to Pat. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't seen that video, you got to check it out. Check it out. It's on YouTube. Well, uh, actually, at the end of this show, when we mock it up for tomorrow, we'll add the link for that video as well. Yeah. In the comments. Um, so, getting back to kind of the core of collecting. So, any tips and suggestions you would? Uh, tell us in the audience for those who want to get into action figures or starting lineup and toys. Like, what are some of the watch outs, some of the things we should think of, that kind of stuff? I mean, one of the best things I can say is collect for fun, mm. collect what you enjoy. Um, if you're going to get into vintage toys, be careful. Try to do your homework. There's a lot of great, great guides out there. I mean, countless how many there are for all these different toy lines. Do your homework. Ask questions. Ask me a question. Message me. I'll be more than happy to try to oh, help you out. Yeah. I don't mind. And um, but enjoy it. Don't don't do it to think you're gonna put your 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 you know your kids through college or you're gonna you know sometimes you do get lucky and you will get something good. But just do it for enjoyment. That that's great. That's a great uh, uh, way to to get into any hobby. Actually, yeah. um, we're we're coming up on our last question. But before we go there, I want you to. First, tell everyone in in uh, YouTube land, where is your your ice cream shop located? Yes. It is in Hazel Township, Pennsylvania. 
And the number one flavor is rum raisin. Rum raisin. Right. Somehow birthday cake was in the top three that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> yeah. And then uh and uh we can't and the nitty paws. Was it nitty paws? Nitty paws, yep. Nitty, nitty yeah. paws is what we would call moose tracks. And I'd love <laughs> to know why that is not PC. I have to find it out. Um <laughs> Although it does sound kind of gross, but anyway, that's a different story. And, and also, Joe, you should point out that you are currently closed because you're a seasonal shop. We are a seasonal shop. We close around Halloween. We open up around Easter time every year, and we're on all the all the major social media sites, and you can check out our hours there and our address and our phone number. There you go, folks. Yep. When you're and in Pennsylvania, you, make sure you stop by Joe's shop. That, definitely. For sure. And also, you mentioned you do have an eBay store, right? You did say I that? Do have, yes, I do sell on eBay as well. Yes. So please tell everyone your eBay handle. My eBay name is Kirch. C-U-R-C-H. There, there you go. go. Very easy. Um, okay, so we're at the best part of the show. Actually, everything was good about this show. Uh, <laughs> but our favorite part of the show. So we, we ask all our guests this question. So I want to ask you. Joe, what inspires you? I mean, just just life. Just go about it and and have a good time and try to be respectful to everyone and hopefully they're respectful back and live your life. That's uh, that's really good. And I got to tell you, I had a blast talking to you. You're a very friendly person. I'll do. I, I do find it comical that you're a Yankees fan living in Pennsylvania and the only <laughs> only tie back with the Penguins, which are the hockey team. So hockey came back to the rescue. <laughs> um, but you're an absolute joy to have on, and I'm Thank so you. glad to have met you. And 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 same with Kent. But we'll have you back on in the future again. To kind of, maybe we'll have it inside your shop. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, you can do it anytime. You just let me know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get myself down there to have some flavors. There anyway. you go. Well, you guys are uh, you know, rum away. raisin to meat. Rum raisin. Uh, I'm not touching rum raisin. I don't know what that just sounds wrong at so many levels. They're gonna go with twist. Chocolate we can do twist. Vanilla. We can do twist. There yeah, you go. chocolate dip twist. We can do it. Oh, you know? by the way, he has posted. Joe has posted a mean banana split. You gotta see this banana split. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, do you have malt? Uh, yes. Malt. Did yes. you have malt? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I am, I am an old school. I'm I'm an ice cream business now since 1993, so I'm like kind of old school now. So I I have all that stuff. Cool. Oh, malts cool. are best. <laughs> uh, now I want to go have some. Anyway, we'll have, maybe we'll have to do a road trip, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, if we get big enough, we can do road trip shows. So this is there actually a dream of ours. So we'll do that. So we're coming to see you, Kurt. That's all right. Anytime. So, I want to say thank you for again, thank you everybody, and thank thanks you everybody. We're gonna sign off, and Joe, hang out there for a second, and then uh, we'll talk right after. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Okay, guys. Have a great night. Have a great evening, guys. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>